0: Take a Bible, if you would, this morning, Matthew chapter 9 and Acts chapter 27. Matthew chapter 9 and Acts chapter 27 to start out with this morning. You can remain seated just for a moment here. I'm not going to have you stand. I'm going to do a little. you would be standing a while as I introduce the message here to us this morning. But it kind of got on me a little bit this morning. I was over here a little early. And I do appreciate the Lord always. And sometimes the Lord kind of gets you up early, and I would just say this, the altar's already been used this morning by some, not just the preacher this morning, but there's some that the Lord just kind of got on a little bit today. Aren't you glad the Lord's working? But I do know this, we go through a lot of hardships and a lot of difficulties in life. We face a lot of things in life, do we not? A lot of hardships, a lot of loss, a lot of of things. And I don't know about you, but I don't know where I would be today or where you would be today if we couldn't take him to the Savior, if we couldn't take them to the Lord and get down on our knees and shed some tears and let some tears flow, and thank God he sees my tears. And maybe today you're carrying an awful heavy load and an awful heavy burden and going through some things in life. I got, I got some real good news. By the time we get to the message here, aren't you glad this is just for a short period of time? Till he comes. Till he comes. We're going to take the table of the Lord in a little bit here. And you know what we're, why we're doing this in remembrance of him? Until he comes. I'm glad he's coming again. I realize the second coming when he comes back to get fle- what's his from, at, from the birth to the, to the king. But I'm glad he's in, in that period of time. Somewhere along the line, he's either going to come get me through the box or he's going to get me through the rapture. I'm just glad I know where I'm going someday. And I'm glad all the turmoil and all the hurt and all the disappointments and all the things we have to deal with and in our mind and all the things we carry and stuff like that. And we don't know, when, will it ever end? I, I, I do have good news. It does end. It does end. And while you're still going through it, I'm glad he's here to take care of us. I'm glad his grace is available and his grace is sufficient. You heard the Bible, right? That's not me telling you. That's God telling you that. His grace is sufficient for whatever you're dealing with in your life. And Some of you are dealing with some real hard things. Some of you are dealing with some hard things that you've dealt with for years, and it won't end until the Lord comes to get you out of here. But thank God His grace is sufficient. So I would like to take maybe one of the things you hear around this time of the year and a phrase you'll hear this time of the year, and maybe preach along this side, be of good cheer. Well, preacher, yeah, but, but the Bible's going to tell you, be of good cheer. Aren't you glad no matter what you face in this life, you can still have the che- where you're going someday, who's inside you today? Who's taking care of you today? Who's for you today? Who's watching over you today? Who's helping you along every step of the way? Be a, even in a hard time. You know, a lost person doesn't know what it really means to be of good cheer. Chapter nine. I will have for the reading of one verse, just to stretch your legs, please. <coughs> Preach ships today. Say, preacher, I thought you were gonna preach about a Christmas tree. You <laughs> glad there's one tree in this world? That means the world to me and means the world to you? That our Savior was willing to go hang on and hang on a tree. I'm glad he's still not on that tree today. For you and me on that tree. Well, it's about a baby. Well, thank God you came as a baby. You ever really thought about that? I know I'm not reading the Christmas story to you here, but you ever really thought about the great mystery God manifests in the flesh? You ever thought about Mary, the first time she laid her eyes on Jesus, the Savior of the world, what that must have been like? Doesn't that make you very excited that you're going to lay your eyes on him one day? Your Savior today? I trust he's your Savior today. You ever thought about how she nursed him and, and coddled him and held him and changed him and watched Jesus crawl for the first time? You ever pictured in your mind when Jesus is getting ready to take his first step and Joseph on one side of the room and Mary on the other side, feet away, all right, Jesus, all right, come come, come here, come to mommy. He became flesh. He was a baby. He learned to crawl. He learned to walk that first step. And he falls. And they pick him up, stand him up. That's a great mystery to me, isn't it? Isn't that a mystery to you? How he learned and he learns to crawl, learns to walk, learns to talk, learns to think. But that's the Savior of the world. It's a great mystery, but I'm glad I believe that. I'm glad I believe him to be the Son of God. I was born a man, but yet God. Amen. And grew up sinless, which you and I could not do. Perfect. What a thought. I haven't stopped thinking about since he said it last week. you ever imagine the ones that got to look upon Jesus as he was growing up and watch somebody who really was perfect? We make fun of those people today. Oh, you think you're so goody-goody, too, you? Imagine the mocking he took just for doing everything right. But aren't you glad he did everything right? Yeah. I want to do right. Yeah, ma'am. But I know I don't always do right. That's why I can't wait to get out of this place because there will be a time when I do everything right. Amen. But here he is in a ship and he's entering this ship and look what he says in verse number 1 please. Matthew chapter 9 verse 1 And he entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city. And behold they brought to him a man sick. Sick of the palsy lying on a bed and seeing their faith said unto the sick of the palsy Look, they saw their faith said unto that man Son be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. Heavenly Father, Lord, help us today. Or if we're saved here today, Lord, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. Appreciate, Lord, we can truly sing, what sins are you talking about? Appreciate what you did for us, Lord, when you saved our soul. Lord, we got a lot to be cheerful about today. Help us today, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated. You got the passage here. He comes there. He boards that ship. You got those that are sick and those that are going through it and lying on a bed. And he's talking about them. He says, Son, got something here for you. Be a good cheer. Be a good cheer. Why? Your sins be forgiven. If I could just start there this morning. And make sure you understand where we're coming to here in just a few moments here when we're coming to the table of the Lord. And the table of the Lord is no more than a memorial for us to remember back to the day that Jesus Christ died, was buried, and rose again on that cross for you and for me and saved our soul. And I trust today you've been born again, you know Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, aren't you glad he said on the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Aren't you glad you're included in that? Aren't you glad you're included in that? You put him on the cross. Yeah, amen. Why was it there? Your sin. Put him on the cross. Oh, you were every bit there. Aren't you glad he took your sin? I'm glad I was there. He took my sin. Thank God for that. But when he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do and all those things and all they put him through there and that merciful God, that gracious God, that forgiving God said, I'll have mercy on them. I will forgive them. I'll offer them forgiveness even after what they did for us. And all they have to do is receive him. We know they rejected him still and thank God for that for us because he went to the Gentiles and we get in just to provoke them to jealousy. Hey, I'll take pity. I'm not going to hell. Amen. I, I don't care how I get in. I'm just glad I got in. Amen. You know what that does? It makes me a good cheer today. <laughs> I got a lot to be Well, appreciate you know I'm going through this. I got no money. I got no job. I, I'm sick. I'm not, I, I, I have all these things. I got hospital bills. I got family problems. Man, I got all kinds of problems, man. Well, hold on now. The Bible says that as you live on this earth, as the sparks uh, fly upward, you're gonna, your days are going to be full of trouble. He warned you about the trouble. He warned you about the suffering. He warned you about the things you're going to go through. And there's one of the reasons he tells you those things and one of the reasons he allows you to go through those things so you don't get so bogged down down here you can't wait to get there. Yes. Love not the world. Right, right, right. Neither the things in the world. But one day you get out of this world and my sins have been forgiven. No I don't know about you, but that cheers me up. Mm-hmm. You know, why are you so cheerful? I'm more in yeah, heaven, so I mean, that's enough, is it not? I mean, how much more do you really need? Honestly. We'd sing that song, I'm satisfied with just a mansion below. We're, we're really not. Why? Because you're looking at the next house already. You're looking at the next car. You're looking at the next thing. You know what would be good? Get rid of a lot of things and put all your focus on Jesus Christ. And really get satisfied with what God's done for you when he saved your soul. It'll help you be a good cheer today. It'll cheer you up. You ever been around someone so down? And you want to cheer them up? Now listen, I got it. we go through things. Please don't get me wrong. I'm going to get you some help here. I trust today. Why? Because even in the hard times when your head is down, you can still be a good cheer. Why? Because someday you're going up. And you can look up right now and you'll help. But well, he starts out here this morning. you come coming here to the birth of Jesus Christ that time of year. I realize it wasn't December 25th when he was born and those kind of things. But that's the time we celebrate it. So we're gonna, we just thank God he was born. Amen. And we thank God he was born a holy thing. We, believe, we thank God he was born a savior of the world. He came to seek and to save those which are lost. Well, he was born as a Messiah for Israel. I believe all that. But thank God we get in. Amen. Thank God you get in today. Come to that one that was sick of the pause. You know what you are? You're sin sick. If you're here today you've never been born again, you're sin sick. Sure. You're sick and on your way, amen, amen. Leprosy there, that form of sin there, that type there for us, and that's how we're all born. We're all born a sinner. Amen. You know why the world has a hard time finding cheer? You know what the world tries to find cheer? They throw their glasses up and say, cheers. Yeah. They try to find happiness in alcohol. They try to find happiness in drugs. They try to find happiness in immorality. They try to find happiness in this world. Guys left in a little secret You'll never find happiness in right. You might find a moment of cheerfulness there. The Bible says there's pleasure in sin for a season, for a season, for a season. That's a short season. I'm telling tell you what, the end of sin is death. Amen. I'd rather just throw my hands up towards heaven and say, thank you, Lord, Amen. with an empty hand. You know, maybe today you struggle with that. My sins are forgiven. Praise God, my sin death is forgiven. But maybe you struggle with some things in the flesh still. I told you on Thursday night I heard the, the preacher talk about up there in the south where they always used to end the service by saying, uh, all hearts clean? Are all hearts clean? And he would pause. The preacher pauses at the end of the message. It says, between you and God. And he pauses. And then he'll say again, are all hearts clean? And he pauses. And He says, between you and the brethren. Before we come... Here this morning, ladies and gentlemen. First, you must make sure you're born again, saved. That your sin debts in the blood of Jesus Christ. And then you want to make sure before you get to this this morning, you judge yourself. And make sure your heart's clean between you and God and between you and the brethren. So I'll ask you again at the end of the service, you might want to take the time between now and then, maybe find yourself an altar somewhere, a prayer place somewhere, and make sure you are right with God and right with the brethren. Why? We'll read, for, we'll read 1 Corinthians 11, but I'm going to tell you what, it's an awful high price to pay for the Lord to go down and say, you know what, you took that unworthily. All hearts clean between you and God. Are you saved today? If you're saved today, be a good cheer. If you're saved today, cheer up. If you're saved today, tell your face. I was at the gas station this morning. Pumping gas. I saw a guy two stations over. And you know how at the corner of your eye you see something's coming your way? I was like, I looked and I said, oh yeah, he's coming. He <laughs> said, sir, can I bother you for a second? You know this. He said, I got, I got nothing. I got no money, I got no ball. Can you help me out a little bit? I said, sure. I'll He thought I was just, he asked for a dollar. So I followed him over there. Tapped my card. I said, fill it up. What? He said, fill it up. He said, Really? I said, God bless you. I said, God has blessed me. I said, save saved my soul. Amen. Let me tell you about something that you need filled with more than gas. Amen. Amen. I gave him a track. He's sitting there and reading it. You know what brings you cheer? Jesus Christ. Amen. You know what brings the world cheer? Not filling his gas tank. Yeah. What brings that man real cheer, real happiness? Jesus Christ. Be a good cheer. I don't have anything. If you're saved, you have the Lord. You have everything. Amen. Your life is complete. You don't have a bucket list. Get rid of the bucket list after you're saved. Your bucket list is judgment seat of Christ. Everything you do down here, you want to do for the Lord. So when you show up the judgment seat of Christ, you'll have the rewards there, and then the Lord willing and inheritance as it goes. I must hurry. Acts 27, please. Here you have this. Other ship that Paul's on, you know the story. I trust you know the story. I'm not going to read the whole story to you. Paul warns them not to set sail. They set sail anyway, and they get out in there, and then they get up here, and this big storm here in the Euryclion takes place there, and all these men are on that ship, and Paul's on that ship, and this gets tossed to and fro, and they're all afraid and stuff like that. You know, and their fear comes up on them. Acts 27, starting verse number 22, if you would, please. 21. You can go back in 14 and read about the storm there and the winds are blowing and things like that. It's the third day, verse 19. All right, verse 21. But after, uh, but after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them. Remember, it's, it's blowing, man. The storm is fierce. Man, they're fearing there in verse 17 and all the things that are happening there and all those kind of things there. And he says in verse 20, but after long absence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, sirs, you shall hearken unto me. Now listen, listen. If you're lost here today and you hear the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to save your soul and you reject it you're going to stand someday at a great white throne judgment God Almighty is going to say sir, ma'am you should have hearkened unto the preacher Amen. you should have hearkened unto the one that was giving you the gospel right. you mocked it, you chose not to believe it, it was presented to you I took that. It was just planted in water. The Spirit of God was moving and showing you it was truth, and you chose to reject it. Can I tell you today, hearken unto the truth today and receive Jesus Christ today. These men paid a price for not listening to Paul, although the Lord comes in with it there and helps them there. And aren't you glad maybe you rejected and rejected and rejected and haven't hearkened yet? Aren't you glad you can hearken now? Now is the accepted time. Right now, if you're lost, if if your salvation is in religion or anything else but the blood of Jesus Christ, get saved today. Hearken unto the truth today. Why? The only thing you must do in life is you must be born again. You can't be unborn. You've all been born physically. We can see you. But you must be born again. So he says here again in 22, 21, But long after you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained with this harm and loss. I'm coming to the other preacher, but listen. If you reject Jesus Christ, can I tell you, all you will suffer is loss and harm all the days of your life for eternity. If you're lost today, this is the best you'll ever have it. I got it. If you're saved today, this is the worst you'll ever have it, thank God. Praise the Lord. Can I just help you? This isn't hell on earth either. There's no such thing as hell on earth. You have not yet seen or know what, you don't even want to know what's beneath your feet. You realize there's been millions and maybe billions of people that have died rejecting Jesus Christ that are burning below your feet today. You know what they didn't do? They didn't hearken unto the gospel. They didn't think they needed it. They didn't think it was for them. They thought they could come another way. They thought they could come their way. They thought there were many ways to God. There's one way to God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I just don't believe that preacher then you're telling God he's a liar you're not telling the preacher he's a liar you're telling God he's a liar verse 22 he says and now I exhort you be of good cheer (laughs) in the midst of all of that In the midst of the storm, in the midst of being gained and harm and loss and all they're thinking about and all the things he tells them and all that's going on there in that storm out there. He comes into that time, man, they're getting ready to suffer harm and loss and all these things. They're getting ready looks in their life and that's how it looks out to them. That's how they see things. And Paul says here, and now I exhort you, be of good cheer for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. Now let me pause there. Aren't you glad if you're saved today, you don't have to worry about what happens to your life. You know it's in God, in Him, and your life is in Him. It's hidden in Him and Him in you. And you don't ever have to worry about suffering loss ever in hell. You know one day you're going to gain heaven to die is gain. Amen. I didn't lose. I won when I got saved. That's right. Amen. Amen. Praise, some of you need to be a good cheer. You didn't lose. You won. Amen. Tell your face. Put a little smile to that face. Let the world know. You serve a great Savior. Yes, sir. I got nothing. You're saved. You got everything. Amen. If I can just get that home to you today. Well, I don't have any. Uh, listen, the least you have in this world, the better off you are. Why? You don't want to get entangled in the affairs of this world. No. We're always looking for the next thing, 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 thing. You might want to concentrate on your fellowship with Jesus Christ and learn more about him. No. Get closer to him. Draw no. an eye to him. Why? Harm and loss is coming in this old world. You're going to face difficulties. You're going to face shipwrecks. You're going to face times when the seas are rough and life is rough. And man, you don't think you can make it another second. The most horrible things in your life happen to you. And Lord, I don't understand. Why aren't you glad that time there? The Lord says, don't worry, be a good cheer. Oh, how can I be a good cheer? Do you know what's happened to me? Aren't you glad he knows? I'm glad he knows. And I'm glad he's the only one sometimes that can help you. Because you got to allow him to help you. Paul says, don't worry about it, fellas. Be of good cheer. <clears throat> 23, 22, now I exhort you, be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the what? Ladies and gentlemen, the temporal things of this world go away. They burn up someday. Everything you love so much down here burns up. It's, it's gone. Your money, it burns. Your house, it burns. Your car, well, Jack's truck's already burned. <laughs> it's, in, it's in the last stages. don't well, you like you don't lose your soul. Amen. So don't live for down here. I realize the time of year, please, it's a time of giving. Praise the Lord for the things and the gifts and enjoy those things and stuff like that. But you might want to make sure in your heart and in your, in your mind there and things like that, you'll say, you know what? All this is temporal stuff. This is not what we're living for, this is not what brings me cheer. You know what brings me cheer? is Even when I go through the storms, he'll never leave me nor forsake me. He's there with me. He can get me down the distance and get me home. When it doesn't look like in any man's eyes or anything along those lines, that's going to happen. The Lord shows up and says, I'll take care of you. I'll show up for you. Aren't you glad the Lord shows up for you? He showed up for some of you and some of your worst storms, and so your storms are blowing. The waves are crashing, man. The ships get ready to get tore apart there, and you know the ships gonna get tore apart, and all the things are happening there. But aren't you glad in your soul where the Lord is down there? He's inside of you, ministering in to manner Say, "Hey, be a good cheer. Amen. Be a good cheer. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You don't have to worry about holding on to me. I'm holding on to you. Better than that, you're in me, and I'm in you. Man, thank God for that." Some of you need to grasp that today. Life's been rough. Life's been hard. Life's been difficult. Life's been things you can't explain, I can't explain, nor do I try to explain it. I just know I can believe God. Because Paul's getting ready to show him here. You know what? The greatest thing you can do is believe God. 23. For there stood by me this night the angel of God. Who showed up to those shepherds? The angel showed up, right? You know what they did? They believed him, didn't they? But here comes the angel of God showing up to Paul. You know what he says? Whose I am and whom I serve. Amen. Listen. Be a good cheer, cheer. You belong to him. And aren't you glad you get to serve him? Amen. Be a good cheer. You get to serve the Lord. Listen. Church. Be a good cheer, man. Amen. Oh, street preaching. Be a good cheer. Ah, oh, handing out tracks. Be a good cheer. Ah, oh, nursing home. Be a good cheer. Ah, oh, prison. Ah, oh, be a good cheer. Why? Aren't you glad you get to serve the one who saved you? Paul said, man, the Lord showed up to me. He says, I know who I am. I know whom I am believed. Man, that brings a lot of cheer to me. Why? I get in some times. Don't you go through some times? I get in some difficult times and stuff like that in my life. I'm down on some things and th- and that stuff, and pressure kind of gets on you there, those kind of things. And it just seems like the Lord shows up, sits right by you there, says, hey, bud, how you doing? Well, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit here. He says, well, let me just tell you. Aren't you glad you know who you belong to? Don't you know, aren't you glad you know who you are, who I am? Yeah, I'm real glad, Lord. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Be a good cheer. Paul said, I know who I am, whose I am, and whom I serve. I want to make sure you serve the living God, not the God of this world. Verse 24. Insane. Fear not, Paul. (laughs) Thou must be brought before Caesar, lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer for, say the next word, one person, one person, one person in the whole boat Believe God. Aren't you glad it's personal today, ladies and gentlemen? You might be that person today, maybe someone in your family, you're dealing with family or dealing with people, whatever it might be, and everyone else around you might have different things and different thoughts and unsaved or whatever it is. But be of good cheer. I believe God. Boy, you're sitting in that seat today. Do you believe God? You know why some of you are struggling with being of good cheer and and happy, all of you have gone through struggles and shipwrecks and storms of life and stuff like that? You're having a hard time believing God. You're having a hard time believing God would let something like that happen. You're having a hard time with suffering. You're having a hard time with a loving God allowing some of the tragedies that happen in this lifetime. And it really does, ladies and gentlemen, just come down to a simple word called faith. You have to believe God. You have to believe that God, knowing what you knows about you and what you've gone through in your life and all the tragedy and all the things, he can still look down at you and say, Hey, sister, hey, sir, in your darkest moment, you can still be of good cheer. That's hard. Most of the time, what's going to come that direction there is the enemy is going to enter in, the flesh is going to enter in, the questioning of God's going to enter in, the turning away from God's going to enter into that, all those things are going to enter in. And say, "Why do I need a God if this is going to happen to me? You need God." Yes, sir. more importantly, you need to believe God. Yes, sir. And you do need to believe that God allows good things to happen, bad things to happen to good people. Why Because we all think we're good? But he also allows things to happen to his kids. So he's coming here, and I promise you, I'm bringing it to a close. Coming to the table of the Lord. 24, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. So God gave him a promise. Aren't you glad God gives you promises? Standing on the promises of Christ my King. Aren't you, aren't you standing? Listen, you better find some promises and stand on them. One of the great promises you have in that I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. Aren't you glad he's your help today? Amen. Some of you need help. But you know what you got to do to get help? You got to ask. You know what it takes for you to ask? You got to believe him. You got to believe that he can help you. Some of you are angry at God. Some of you are bitter at God. Some of you think God's failed you. Some of you think God's made mistakes. That Bible clearly tells you he's failed no one. That Bible clearly tells you he's not made one mistake. That Bible clearly tells you that he's with you. That Bible tells you he's helping you. That Bible tells you he's doing it for your good. All those things that are hard to believe, but Paul said, I believe God. He was out in the storm. He saw what was going on. You know where he went? He went to prayer and got the promise of God. Aren't you glad you have a book that gives you his words? You better stand in that book. You better get that book in you. Look what he says. Continue on. says, saying, fear not. Uh, 25, Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be given even as it was told me. And they said, How be it? We must be cast upon a certain island. And then he keeps going there. Drop down to 31, if you would, please. He says, And said, Paul said to the centurion, to the soldiers, Except these abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. I'm glad I'm in the ship. I'm not looking to get out the ship. But inside that ship he said you got to stay in it. You got to stay in it. Can I help you? Ladies and gentlemen, you got to stay in the fight. Yes sir. I'm not looking to get out of the fight. I'm looking to stay in the fight. Well, preacher, my my, my world's crashing apart. Everything's going bad. Everything's going south. I mean, it's getting harder and more difficult and man, I got all these things, all these troubles and all this stuff going on in my life and man, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth serving God. I don't know if I even believe God anymore. I don't know if I believe the Bible anymore. All those things. stay in the ship. Don't get out of this ship. The best place you can be is in fellowship with Jesus Christ. You need God. I don't need God. That's the enemy telling you that. That's not God telling you that. You need God. I'll make it on my own. No, you won't. You won't make it without God. Many have failed trying to make it without God. And Paul said, here's a message, boys. I got this from God. I believe God, don't you? Well, I'm beginning to. I mean, you called this thing already. There's some things that you kind of showed us already. It says, hey, there's something about the one you know. So go ahead, speak. Well, I believe God. This is what God said. Stay in the shit no matter how bad it gets. Amen. You got it, ladies and gentlemen? It's and it's going to get worse before it gets better. Amen. You got good news, so. though. It's going to get better. Why? He's coming. He's coming. Amen. He's coming. He's coming. Those under the altar in the tribulation time, how long, Lord? How long must we wait? Hey, don't worry about it. Stay right there. You're in the right place. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. He's coming. God, he's coming. Well, how long do I have to wait? He's worth waiting on. He's worth staying in the boat with. No matter how you get to the finish line, get to the finish line. Why, look what he says. except these abide in the ship you cannot be saved then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let her fall off listen cast your care upon him for he cared for you cut loose of the world man no rope you need Jesus I'm glad he's holding on to me I'm glad he's the anchor that holds he's the anchor that holds my anchor holds so he comes in and while the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to take meat, saying, This day is the 14th day that you have tarried and continue fasting, having nothing. Wherefore, I pray you, take some meat. I'm glad you can be careful for nothing. You know, you get so worried you don't eat. You get so consumed by things of this world down here and how's it going to end and all those kind of stuff. Man, it gets so on you and you get so anxious, man. It gets to the point that 14 days, hey, man, they were so out of it, man, so scared. They no, didn't know what was going to happen, man. didn't know. And Paul says, hey, fellas, hold on now. We, I believe God. And as soon as God in there, hey, boys, get something to eat, man. Why? Our faith is in him. You don't have to worry, our faith is in Him. What He says, He cannot lie. He says, stay in the ship and everything's going to be alright. Have some food. Some of you can learn from that. You get so worried. You live with worry and fear. So much it consumes you. You're worried about the next thing that's going to happen in the world. What happens at the food and everything dries up. Well, we die and we go to heaven. Amen. Well, oh, preacher, come on, that's a little, well, what's wrong with that? Well, yeah, skin for skin, everything a man had, that boy he'd get for his own life. I got gotcha. you. But listen, to die is gain. I'm not saying that's how it happens, but aren't you glad you can trust the Lord? Some of you got some things you don't have. You're so worried, don't know how it's going to come out. You can't figure it out there. And those boys were on that ship there. And man, they're so worried and all the things going on. And here it comes and 14 days into that thing. And Father say, hey, fellas, calm down. He's got everything under control. Let me help you. The world seems like it's chaotic. Aren't you glad he's got everything under control? Take a bite to eat. Get some rest. Stop worrying about things you can't control. Amen. Turn the news off. You might need a meal. Some of you, your best diet plans worry. You worry about everything. I'm worried, preacher. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. Well, I've got a good, good, good answer for you. Believe God. Pick up that book and believe God. Well, preacher, you know there's some nuttoes over there and they got, you got know, these old men over there and they got control of these buttons over there that can blow up things and they're all getting old and sick. And they don't care about anybody in person. They might push a button someday and send a missile. Well, send it to my house first. I won't give the address, son, but have, the Lord knows the address. Why? I'm not worried. I don't lose sleep over this world. If you're losing sleep over this world, you're, 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 you're miserable. Hey, give good cheer. You can believe God. Amen. Take some food in. Trust the Lord for things. Well, preacher, I'm sick. Been there. I got a cancer doctor. I got a cardiologist. I, I got a personal cell phone number. If I go down, get it for my wife. Don't give me mouth to mouth. Just call the doctor. <laughs> Let me die. I got a no resuscitation thing. I signed that thing with big letters. I'm not worried about dying. My turn to go. It's my turn to go. When I go, I go. You know who controls that? He does. I'm not worried about that. Well, my preacher, my job. You know, I'm kind of worried about the economy. The greatest economy you have is Jesus Christ. That didn't go over so well. Well, I'm telling you, the greatest faith you have is in Jesus Christ. He can feed you when you have no money. He can take care of when you have nothing. My God shall supply all your need. Some of the worst things we have in life is we're just so full we don't think we have a need, so we don't need God. You need God. Amen. But you don't have to worry. Somebody's about time you to sit down and, I believe the Lord. I'm trying to fix all this stuff, now. I'm a mess, now. I'm running myself in the ground. I've aged myself 10 years over the last, these little things and stuff like that. And you go to any doctor and one of the things I'll ask you, ask you about is your anxiety. Can make you sick. Worry can make you sick. So he comes in here and I must finish. He said, fellas, take some food. Verse 14, wherefore I pray you take some meat, for this is for your health. Well, we could preach that. <laughs> you know one of the great doctrines there are the, of the devil? Abstain from what? Meat. Meat. I Well, preach this meat. That just means food. Okay, but they took meat. <laughs> Amen. For your what? For your what? You know who gives you health? God gives you health. Hey, boy, stop worrying. You know what will help your health? Trust God. Eat some meat, man. He'll control your health. That'll help you. And then he says, for there shall not a hair fall from the head of any of you. What a promise. What a promise! And when he had thus spoken, he took bread. And there it is, brother Mark, and gave thanks to God in presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. Then were all. Then were they all of. Then were they all of what? Good cheer! Good cheer. And they also took some meat. And we were all in the ship, two hundred three score and sixteen souls. There you go, souls. God cares about your souls. And when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship and cast out the weed into it. So they began to lighten the ship, knowing what was there. Verse 41, And falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground. And the forepart stuck fast uh, and remained unmovable. But the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. The ship tore apart, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, there's things in this life you're going to go through some broken times. This old ship there, it could tear apart and things like that and how you're just in this body here and you go through some things and it's, well my life just seems like it's falling apart. The only thing that keeps you together is Jesus Christ. Yeah. No matter how you get to the end, ladies and gentlemen, look what he says and I'm going to end it. Look what he, and the violence of the waves, and the soldier's counsel was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which could swim. Aren't you glad the enemy can't get at you if God doesn't let him get at you? He was going to kill them. Kill them! Hold on. There's this guy Paul right here. Because that one person believed God. The Lord stepped in. He said, hold on. He ain't getting them. I've already told these boys they're all going to make it alive. Aren't you glad he keeps his promises? Aren't you glad the devil doesn't trump God's promises? You might want to get a hold of that. Some of you think the devil can negate God's book. The devil can't negate God's book. You're to believe God's book. And then he comes in here and he says, But the Certurian willing to say, Paul kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which could swim, cast themselves first into the sea and get to land. And the rest, here they come now. Here's how they come. They cast into the sea, some swam. That would not be me. (laughs) I would have drowned. Why? Can't swim. You don't want to be drowning if I'm around. I would be in 44. And the rest, some on boards, some on boards, broken pieces. Listen, some of you got some broken pieces in your life. There's some things that seems like they've been broken. Maybe in your family. My life's just broken. I'm broken, preacher. Gone through a lot. I can't even begin to tell you what I've gone through. Let me start here. If you're saved, thank God you're in the ship. Why? You're in a place where He won't lose you. He told you the ship is going to fall apart, it's going to break apart, but it didn't break apart so much that you couldn't grab on and use it to get to shore. All he told them that their life would be saved and their life got saved when they went from the water to the shore. Some came in on broken pieces. Some of you might get home to heaven on broken pieces but stay on the piece. Amen. Don't get off. Amen. Don't quit. Amen. I was probably David's age. Four or five? Four, I was probably four. I was in Akron, Ohio, Side Baptist Church. They bought a YMCA there for a church. It was men's night, they had racquetball court. It was a YMCA, so they had full-size Olympic pools little kid pools and stuff like that. So it was men's night there. My dad took me me and my brother, and we were there. I don't know where my dad was, but I know I was in the small pool, called the kiddie pool, like three feet deep, maybe two feet deep. And I was in that pool, and I was under the water. And the man, people were there, they just thought I was playing, but I was literally drowning. I was under the water. I could not get up. I don't remember much as a kid, but I do remember this event in my life. I, almost, I can remember my eyes being open under the water, looking out, and I just could not get up. I couldn't bring myself to get above the water. I could feel myself as a kid, and it was crushing down. I mean, I, was, I just can't get up. Some of you might feel that way right now, preacher. It's just all—it's crushing maybe I'm that guy who jumped in the water swimming when I'm under the water. And I'll never forget it. It wasn't my dad. It was an old man. I just think it was the hand of God. Reached down. Picked me up. Brought me up from that water. They all thought I was playing. I wasn't playing. I was literally drowning. I was going to die. And that man rescued me that it was a day when you were drowning? There was a hand that reached down pulled you up and saved your life. He got you on top of the water. He didn't save you to let you drown again. He saved you so you would get to the finish line. You know what he was willing to do for that? He was willing to die. We're coming here to the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. as a tight fish his death, his burial, and his resurrection called the table of the Lord. If you're saved today and your heart's clean with God, this, this is a great opportunity for us to remember what Jesus Christ did for us. What we're celebrating is Christmas, is his birth, but it wasn't his birth, it was his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Amen. And in, that, as you in 1 Corinthians there, it says it was his death you're you, you remembering his death till he come. I just maybe describe to you as my sister's getting ready to sing? before we take it to the Lord? What that death was like? Please listen to me. Do you know what the Lord Jesus Christ was willing to do for you and for me? The suffering that he was willing to take? You say, well, preacher, it's just, you know, I mean, he was God. No, he was man too. He suffered as a man. When they plucked his ripping it was the beard off of Jesse. When they put the crown of thorns in his head and pressed them down, it wasn't like little thorns. They were long thorns. And they pressed them in his head. And the blood began to come forth. And they would buffet him. They said, "His visage you could not recognize. I told you before. I've seen a young lady that was beat to death. You could not recognize her face as a human. That's what the Lord's face looked like for you and for me. They took that cat at nine tails there and they ripped his back and ripped his flesh. I watched a kid one time get his arm stuck in a st- snowmobile and the track went over his arm like this, like this. And when he brought his arm out, all the flesh was ripped off and it was all just dangling there like that. that. That's what the Savior's back looked like for you and for me. He suffered. He suffered. They spit upon him. They mocked. They stripped him naked. They laughed at him. That little baby, that baby that we're celebrating the birth of, became a man to die for you and for me. Yes, we're remembering the birth, but we are remembering the death. And brother, brother sister, today we are remembering he's coming. Glad he's coming. Laid him on that cross. Made him carry that cross up there. You know the story. Five. Bleeding wounds. He said what nailed his hands. Not a bone in his hand was broken. We put it right here. Right here. Through his feet. Hung him on that cross. For you. You remember it? You remember the day you came to him and got saved? He did that so you could have cheer. He did that so your sins could be forgiven. He did that so someday he can come get you. He did that so you can stand here today redeemed. Are you redeemed? Be of good cheer. She's going to sing a song, I Stand Redeemed. All hearts clean between you and God all hearts clean between you and the brethren? If not, before we come to the table of the Lord, maybe you want to find yourself in an altar. Maybe you just want to get down there and thank God you've been redeemed. Maybe you need to get down there and say, Lord, I'm going through it. I'm in the storm. Lord, I've thought about quitting, but I'm not going to quit, Lord. If I get in on a broken piece, I'm just glad I'm getting home someday.